podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Captain Salah, invest in Chelsea, and this is my perfect Game Week 2 team. Welcome to the Gianni Batici team selection video. I'm going to have a stab at what changes I would make if I was on a wild card or entering a late team to see what my Game Week 2 team would look like and how close that is to my actual team. We'll also, of course, talk about my transfer plans and captaincy for the week ahead. But let's have a very quick look at how I got on last week. So there we go, 81 points overall. Obviously, I'm happy. The Brighton lads delivered... Chilwell, nice. Um, everyone that doesn't own Chilwell probably wants Chilwell now. Arsenal lads got me points. It's all good. Haaland was the right captaincy option. So there we are, around half a million. It's a good start to the season. I hope many of you guys watching are on a similarly good start to the season. Shall we have a look now at how I'm setting up for game week two? And I really want to look at this team. So this is how I'm setting up. But I really want to make some changes to this team and show you if I was like on a wild card what would I do? Or if I was entering a late team, because by the way, guys, tons of managers entering game week two, which blows my mind, but it happens. Uh, so how many changes would I actually make to my team if I could? So let's do that now, because I think that'll be a little bit of fun. And then off the back of that, we'll do my actual team and my actual changes. So currently on screen, we can see how I'm shaping up to line up before any transfers in game week two. Now, if I could, how many changes would I make? How many changes would you make to this team? So far, only really four changes, I think, from what we've seen in game week one. So I would take Gabriel out, although I think he probably starts against Palace, and I'd put Gvardiol in. I think Man City defence, best in the league. Gvardiol looked really good in the Super Cup, played left back. City only conceded one shot on target in game week one against Burnley, and only six shots in total. So Gvardiol would come in. I think he's going to be good for minutes. Uh, I'd take Colwell out and go Reese James in. Love what I'm seeing with Reese James. Um, I'd take Foden out and go with a Spurs midfielder. And again, I don't know what Spurs midfielder to commit to because it could be Richarlison, but for the time being, we'd put Madison in. Um, and then I would take Ollie Watkins out because I love what I saw with Jackson. He looks, he looks like he's going to be good. And I think come game week three, we might want Jackson. So that this team here gives me a million in the bank. And ironically, I actually have a million in the bank. Um, so you could even make that fifth transfer and go Cameron Archer up to João Pedro. However, if you do that, you've got even more of a benching headache because you've got only really then one dirt cheap enabler on your bench, like Kabore. All the other picks, you're like, okay, who do I start each week? Because I'm going to have to bench Matoma or João Pedro, or I'm going to have to bench Gvardiol or Estupanan, whatever. So that's the team I think I would probably end up going with if I could, but it's very minimal. So let's go back to my actual team so we're not confusing matters too much. My actual team, I think I'm in a good place. I like the fact that I'm early on Chilwell, uh, but I do want other Chelsea assets. And I started this video by saying invest in Chelsea. And I think come game week three, we're all going to want James and Jackson too. But let's focus on those defenders just for a second. I just want to bring up the average position map, the heat maps for James and Chilwell. Now, some of you that watched yesterday's video where I did some key battles will see I showed this exact graphic. Now, I just want you to ignore Chilwell for a second and look at Reese James in his own right. There ain't a better fullback other than Chilwell, in terms of attacking output than James. Let's look at some of the numbers where he compares to Chilwell. He smashes Chilwell with assist threat. Sure, Chilwell owns the goal threat. But there's very little between them when it comes to expected goal involvement. So whilst we're all raving about Chilwell, and we absolutely should be, let's not forget Reese James is going to be super attacking as well. 
maybe not quite so attacking and quite so high, but he also mops up the bonus points for his James. So when he does get that return, that goal or assist or clean sheet, he'll be almost guaranteed bonus. Chilwell might not necessarily get that when he gets his attacking return because his baseline is lower. His underlying numbers for recoveries and clearances and blocks and interceptions, all of that stuff that makes up the BPS, James is a beast at. One of the best in the league at. So I want both these guys. At the moment, I'm on Chilwell. How do I get to Reese James? And you'll be looking at my team now thinking, will Janny transfer James in this week? Now, I am tempted. I am tempted. And my one and only move I think this week will be, if I make one, I'm caught between rolling my transfer or bringing James in. The reason I'm not fully sold on bringing James in is Gabriel doesn't look like he's going to drop in price yet. If he did, that might force my hand. Reese James doesn't look like he's going to rise in price yet. If he does, that might force my hand. All right? Because <laughs> I've got exactly a million in the bank. And the other question is, do I want that third Chelsea asset in game week three? Now, if I do want the third Chelsea asset in game week three, that might be Nicholas Jackson, I'll be blocked from that move if I own Colwell, James and Chilwell. So should I be transferring out Chilwell? So should I be transferring out Colwell for Reese James? Or should I be transferring out Gabriel for Reese James? I've got the money to make the move for either. I don't know the answer to that question yet. And I think I might need another week or two to make that call. So maybe the smart move is to roll. I could go straight Cole to, to Jet James, knowing I'm going to eventually want the third Chelsea spot, but I can't guarantee it. And again, what if Gabriel doesn't start game week two and I'm lumbered with him? So maybe I just need to wait and see. And I think that's where I'm probably going to do, guys. So boring, but I think I'm going to be rolling this week. Unless, as I mentioned, my hand is forced because of price rises or price drops for the Gabriel to James switch or for the Colwell to James switch. Now, do I think Gabriel is starting and what should you do with Gabriel? Because most people watching this will own him. I think, like me, you should probably roll and give him another week. Unless you don't have perhaps Chilwell. If you can go Gabriel to Chilwell straight away, I think you'll probably do it. There's more unknowns with James. His injury record, is he on penalties? Chilwell's a safer bet. Um, I think Gabriel will start because Arsenal didn't look squeaky clean against Nottingham Forest. Um, in fact, Forrest put up a higher XG than Arsenal. Pretty surprising. Like, not many teams go to the Emirates and concede less than, than one XG, and Forrest did, which is why, by the way, I've gone Turner over Anana. I think many of you guys might want to do the same. United didn't look great defensively, did they? Anana got lucky. But I also think Gabriel's got higher chance of starting because of the timber injury. Sure, Timber wasn't playing centre-back, he was playing left-back, but it's less strength and depth at the back. I don't know if Zinchenko's ready to start. We don't know who will play left-back, but we could see Ben White play there. We could see Tommy Asu play there. We could see Tierney come in. There might be an argument to say, let's make the centre-back partnership back to what we know. Saliba, Gabriel. And look, Palace are really weak at set-pieces. Gabriel's very good in the opposition box of set-pieces. Very good. And that's why many of us went Gabriel over Saliba. I just wonder if there's a goal in him this week. So if I owned Reese James, I would play him over Gabriel. If I owned Chilwell, I'd play him over Gabriel. But Colwell, I would play Gabriel over. Um, which is why that's my back three. A Stupinan, Chilwell, Gabriel, Turner in goal. The midfield five is fine. Not looking to transfer any out. There'll be Bruno owners out there. Maybe thinking they'll be moving him on if he blanks again and look at Spurs midfielders. And look, Spurs are absolutely midfield I want to invest in. My plan was always to go Richarlison or Madison, but probably not till game week three or four. So let's wait and see then. Foden could make way. Foden played in the Euro, uh, Super Cup 
Um, he got 90 in the Super Cup. He didn't take a pen, which I was really annoyed at. Maybe he was going to be number six. I expected him to take a pen over Grealish. Um, the City pens were great. Scored them all. Um, but Foden played 90. And in that game, how did he look and where did he play? Well, uh, three key passes. Nice. Uh, some of the corners. Um, he did have a couple of shots in the box. Um, but they were both blocked. Um so he looked good. He looked good and he played fairly central. Um, he played in the Gundogan role, really. Cent central left quite often. At times you'd see him in the Grealish role and Grealish inside. But yeah, Foden fairly close to Haaland, in good positions. And it was interesting that it was Alvarez that was benched. We're not sure who's going to deputise for KDB. Will it be Alvarez? Will it be Foden? But remember, we've still got to deputise for Gundogan as well. And often that'll be Kovacic. But in the, against weaker opposition, maybe that could be a Foden and it could be Foden and Alvarez starting. Of course, Bernardo Silva's still in the equation, but Palmer played really well on the right-hand side too. So I think it's Palmer versus Bernardo Silva for the right-hand side for the next couple of games, maybe. I expect Bernardo to get it, and I think we could see Foden central. We're not seeing Foden wide right much. We did a little bit pre-season, and when Mara's left, we all thought we might see that, but that doesn't seem to be happening. Um, so there we have it. I'm going to give Foden the opportunity to against Newcastle. If he doesn't start, I'll be worried and he might be on the chopping block. But after that, the fixtures are so good for him. I just need a goal. I need something from him. But the other midfielders, as I mentioned, I'm pretty set on. Not looking to sell any of these guys soon. I think when the fixtures get difficult for Arsenal, I could see a place where if I'm short on midfield slots and I want to buy a new shiny toy, maybe a DRB at Villa or an Eze or, or perhaps it's just going to, to double Spurs midfield because I want Richarlison and Madison, who knows. I think Martinelli could be vulnerable in my team, but Saka and Rashford and Matoma, I feel like they're longer term picks. And then up front, I've got Watkins and Haaland. Now Watkins is a really interesting one because are we looking at Nicholas Jackson? I think we probably should be, shouldn't we? Um, super impressive on his first game despite blanking. And that's a good thing, FPL managers, because if it got points, it'd have risen in price already. The fact he blanked but played well means he should be on our radar. Now, from game week three, the Chelsea fixtures are insane. And I can't see a world where I'm seeing Chelsea play Luton at home and Forest at home if Chelsea play well against West Ham in game week two and not going, I need the perfect Chelsea triple up. And the perfect Chelsea triple up is pretty clear, isn't it? It's Reese James, it's Chilwell, and it's Jackson. Now, there might be other players that form um, number four, five, and six picks. Like, you could argue Cole Will at 4.5 is a great option. You could argue Sanchez, the goalkeeper at 4.5, could be great. You could argue Enzo Fernandez, who was playing a little bit more advanced as a number eight, especially with Caicedo and Lavia signings. Enzo on set pieces. He's taken corners off Reese and Chilwell. Playing number eight. And he's 5 million midfielder and he could be on penalties. It's between him and Reese uh, James, in my opinion. Um, so again, maybe game week two tells us who's on corners. And that's another reason why I'm happy to roll that transfer, I think, this week. I would love Reese James, but I would love him more knowing he's on corners. And maybe we know that by game week three or four. I hope we do. Um, we want to know that with Spurs as well. Who's on corners is such a big question. At Spurs, I think it'll be Richarlison, but it could be Son, it could be Madison, who knows. Um, so look, that's where I think we're at. It was good comparing um, those Chelsea fullbacks earlier. And as I mentioned, I think there's an argument to say both should be in our teams. Because when you look at them in their own right, and you look at those stats and you look at those heat maps, don't compare like for like and go Chilwell's slightly better. In their own right, they're better than all the other fullbacks in the game pretty much in terms of attacking output because City don't attack like that anymore. 
with the fullbacks. You know, think of days gone by when it's all about Cancelo being super advanced and wide. Same with Liverpool with Trent and Robbo. We don't see that anymore. Chelsea are going old school and Poch is going old school and we're seeing still the wingbacks or fullbacks bomb on and be the best attacking outlets for their team. Um, guys, we've got to talk a little bit about captaincy, haven't we? So where am I with captaincy? Well, we saw Haaland. Didn't even need to really mention it. We just assumed it would be Haaland and sure, it's Haaland. Haaland blanked in the week in the Super Cup. City didn't look great in the Super Cup. I am still going Haaland, I confess. If I own Salah, however, I would go Salah. Now, I've got a graphic here, which is pretty cool. These are the top performing players versus the opposition they face in game week two um, and their history against in that fixture. So let's look from the top of the chart to describe this in more detail. We have Saka, for example, who plays Crystal Palace this week. Now, in the last four fixtures against Palace, he has averaged 6.5 points a game. So he's played Palace the last four times in the Premier League, home and away, 6.5 average. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. So do you look at Saka this week? Look brilliant all pre-season, hit the ground running game week one. If you want to think outside the box, you don't own a Liverpool player, maybe you could. Salah, interestingly enough, against Bournemouth, he might have blanked last season at Anfield when they won like 9-0, but his average is 6.25, so it's good. And if you own Salah this game week, I would go Salah above Haaland. He's probably the only player I can safely recommend over Haaland this game week. Uh, shout out, by the way, to only FPL, who sent me these numbers. He's going to do it every week for our YouTube show. So only FPL, who does watch these YouTube shows, thank you, he suggested it. He was like, I do all this data anyway. Why don't I share it with you for your YouTube watchers? I think it'll be really cool every week we look at the captaincy options based on what they've done in that fixture in the last four times. Now, you might be looking at this graphic thinking, where's Haaland and why is he only on five? Um, well, Haaland's only played Newcastle twice, so we can't do the four-match comparison for him. But in those fixtures, uh, I think he got a single return in each of them. So he averages five. Uh, other names of no, you know, Rashford's got a good record against Spurs. Trent's got a good record against Bournemouth. Bruno has against Tottenham too. Um, but for me, it's very simple. You own Salah this week, you captain Salah. You own Hart. You don't own Salah, you go Haaland. And I think that's where I'm at. So guys, let me know what you think of the addition of the introduction to captaincy each week based on the opponents. Obviously, you have to look at more than that. You have to look at the fixture they have at that time. And sometimes that's harder or easier based on where we're at in the season and the form of those teams. And then you have to look at the form of the player and the form of the team. I also like home advantage for captain. And when I've spoken to Ali Hangarov, who won FPL last year, he loves backing captaincy at home. To the point where even last week in game week one, he went against Haaland because he was like, Haaland's away. Saka's got a nice home fixture. Why would I not go Saka? And it is worth noting, as good as Newcastle have been, Man City at home are a different beast. So again, another reason to look at Haaland uh, this week. And I do like that home advantage. And then, of course, you look at the form of the player and the team. Always really important when assessing captaincy. But so is the previous in that fixture. And that's what we're looking at with the graphic that we just showed. So guys, thank you so much for watching. I hope you've enjoyed the team selection video. Let me know if you like that mock-up I did where I'm like, if you're free, if you're on a, a wild card or if you're starting the game late, this is the ideal perfect team. And let me know if you agree with that. I was delighted when I did that and you should all try it. How many transfers would you actually make if you could in game week two? And yeah, I was delighted. For me, it was four, maybe five transfers. And as it stands, I'm going to be rolling 
I'm going to buy Reese James, I'm sure, by game week three, but I'm going to give it another week. I think I'm going to want Nicholas Jackson too. So having two free transfers is going to allow us to be a little bit more flexible next week. So do roll if you can. As I mentioned, I've got that million in the bank as well. So if there's any last-minute injury news, I might be making that switch. And I will post my final team on my Instagram channel. But... I can't see much changing from this. So guys, thank you for watching and supporting. Loads of you have been hitting that subscribe button and like button. So thank you for your support and I'll see you very soon. Good luck this game week. Sports Social Podcast Network.